Welcome back, everyone, to Glow Says Let's Talk Local, where I talk to Vancouver's artisans, makers, storytellers, and creative entrepreneurs. For this season, What Art Thou? Where Art Thou? We are exploring art. So today, we are happy to tell you a bit about Vancouver Biennale and about the public art installations they have curated around here. Now, why do I say we? Well, for those of you who missed the first show, I am co-hosting this season with Kristen Lim, my friend and, in my opinion, an art expert. Oh, and it's not just my opinion. She's got the education and the experience to back this up, too. Enjoy the show. Okay, um, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Glow Says. And today we are talking about public art installations in Greater Vancouver. Now, as I've told you before, I don't know that much about public art, but my co-host, Kristen Lim, <laughs> knows a lot about it. So she's going to comment on, you know, the things that I'm talking about. And how this all got started was I pointed out to her that I noticed a lot of these public art installations showing up everywhere. And as a layperson, I know my reaction to them. And I kind of wondered if other people had the same reaction to certain ones. I mean, no disrespect or anything to the art, just, you know, suddenly you're walking down the street and there's this gigantic, you know, red man bending down, laughing at you, <laughs> a big laughing guy, which every time I think about him and see him, it makes me laugh. <laughs> but I do wonder why he's there and who put him there. <laughs> so, you know, things like that. Um I think I told her, I remember, anyways, Kristen's here, but <laughs> thanks, thanks, Kristen, before I go on and on. I remember returning home one summer and I couldn't help but notice, you know, I often go down to Granville Island and at the Ocean Cement sort of plant, you know, their four big, huge silos were covered in these, you know, giant paintings of giants. I don't know. I didn't even know what they were. I thought they were kind of Lego people at first. I wasn't sure. <laughs> but then you look and you're like, you know, it's actually beautiful. It's very colorful and it's very captivating. Like I look at them every time I'm down there. But again, I wondered like, why are they there? <laughs> like, who is it to decorate the plants? <laughs> you know, like what's it doing there? Anyways, Kristen had a lot to tell me about these things. So <laughs> she, she definitely can comment on why they're there. So uh, the reason I'm doing this show is because I thought there might be other people like me out there wondering, you know, about the big red laughing guy about the walking headless bodies, of which there are quite a few on Cambian Broadway, <laughs> um, about the teetering old cars on the pole as you're driving towards, you know, maybe the McDonald's drive-thru <laughs> you know, in the Olympic Village area. So what do you think, Kristen? Should we? Hi, Maria. Hi. <laughs> I love how you describe some of your encounters with um, some of the public art installations that we have in our city. Oh. I think that's great. And I think that's, that's, what they're meant to do. They're meant to engage. They're something creative that you would notice in your day-to-day -day when you're out in, in public places. A lot of the art we see, you have to enter into a gallery or a museum, but the public art installations allow the general public to experience art in their day-to-day, -day, everyday routine. But I also like doing tours of public art. So there's sort of the day-to-day -day you happen to encounter or come across, um, like the giants on Granville Island, um, or, you know, maybe you're using the public art as sort of sightseeing destinations if you're as one way to explore the city. Yeah. Which, 
I love because with so many of them now being around, you know, because I can off the top of my head, I can think of the big engagement rings at English Bay. Actually, they perfectly frame English Bay. I don't know if people take pictures under it, but if they did, that would be great. Probably a great wedding shot, I'm guessing. When I visit my relatives down at Olympic Village, there's always a gigantic bird looking down at me that I lean on, you know, as I lean on looking at my phone or something. Two birds, actually. It's called it's called the birds. Right? And there's yeah. lo- there's lots more. So it's actually a great way to, like you said, that's it's perfect. It brings people to that neighborhood or location. They can appreciate mm-hmm. that art, maybe wonder, maybe do a bit more than wonder like me, like just what's it doing there and who put it there. And then meanwhile, enjoy something else that we've got to offer. Like we've got the mountains. That's always a beautiful backdrop. These great public art installations. And then we can... Get, grab a great cup of coffee or a treat or something, you know, you know, while we're at it or always. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's always a treat or a coffee nearby. There really is. In Vancouver, true. we're spoiled for choice. I know yeah. we really are. But even out walking at Jericho uh, or at Kitts Beach, there oh. are public art installations along the way. And many of these are curated by an organization, a nonprofit organization called the Vancouver Biennale. Ah, that's where, okay, that's who's doing it. Because I do wonder, like, who puts them there? Okay. Oh, it's almost it's almost like a festival. Um, every two years, there's a new set of sort of commissions that um, that you'll see popping up in Vancouver. Okay. And beyond, and, and in the greater um, Vancouver area. You know, in our last show, you mentioned the Venice Biennale. And I remember thinking, oh, how come it's got the same word, Biennale? So what one, what does that mean? But now you've just said it's a festival. Is it like the Cannes Film Festival? It's something that happens every year to showcase things? I don't know. You can think of it that way. Sure. Okay. Um, so Biennale just means biannual. Um, okay. So every something that occurs every two years. And with the Venice Biennale, that's something different. It's, yeah, more like a festival of art. So that's something a little different. But with the Vancouver Biennale, it's a public art exhibition. And it's this, they curate these public installations. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and sorry, I know our focus isn't on the Venice Biennale, but is that like, because <laughs> the only other art exhibition that I've heard of, again, as a lay person, is that Art Basel one, I think, in Hong Kong? Is that kind Art of... Basel. Yeah, so that's a big art fair. It's, again, a little different. Okay. That brings together many commercial galleries okay. um, from around the world, primarily in Europe and in okay. the States, okay. I would say. Okay. And that originated in Basel, Switzerland. Ah, okay. Yes. And there are numerous Art Basels now that occur around the world. So there's an Art Basel Miami, takes place in Miami Beach. And then more recently, there's Art Basel Hong Kong. Yeah, that's uh, what I've heard of. Hong Kong, yeah. And there you'll see more galleries from Asia participating. So that brings, yeah, and that's um, a much shorter duration. So that'll bring collectors, people in the art world, all to that city for the duration of the fair, which is usually sort of over a weekend. Okay, is it like a big convention where they're showing off like the best artists that they carry or is it just... Exactly. Oh, okay. You can think of it like a convention. Okay. These galleries bring a group of their artists to like artist works 
to exhibit, um, or they might choose just one artist whose work they want to showcase. Yeah. So that you can think of like a a convention and they are large (laughs) fairs. They, you know, take it place in in a large tent that's set up or a hall um, that's that's set up just for the fair. Okay. Okay. That's cool. And can the public go to those or are they really just for the art gallery owners? Those are open to the public. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, you just okay. you buy a ticket often okay. to attend and they're open to the public. Okay. You can peruse. Cool. Yeah, and they're, you know, the galleries are set up like booths. Oh, so okay. One gallery to another. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to visit one one day, but of course I'd have to go to Hong Kong or Miami or maybe Switzerland <laughs> if it's still there. Um Good to travel. Yeah, exactly. I know. Well, hopefully when we can travel more easily again, yes, that would be a great excuse. Yeah. But meanwhile, in Vancouver, we've got this Vancouver Biennale, is what you're saying, a public yes. art installation cu- curators, right? They, they're curators of these. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Essentially. Yeah. Okay. Which I, I've never heard of. I didn't know. Yeah. So they bring a lot of the public art that you'll, that you mentioned, they're responsible for bringing it to Vancouver, finding the funding, choosing the artists and the artwork that we see. Yep. Okay, interesting. And do you think we get to keep them? Like, will they? Will there always be a big red laughing guy there? <laughs> do you, or you know. <laughs> good question. I'm not sure. Um, a lot of these works are have stayed longer than just two years. Um, yeah. Others, I think, I don't know what happens to them. I don't know if they get okay. sold or if they get moved to other cities. Right. Um, Okay. But like those giants on Granville Island, I, I'm pretty yeah. sure they're here to stay. <laughs> yeah, they've been, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Well, I think those engagement rings at English Bay have been there quite a long time. Yeah. I think. And then just recently, I went to see the, I think it's called Voxel Bridge, like the neon kind of augmented reality installation underneath the Camby Street Bridge. Um, mm-hmm. And that was interesting because that involved really cool yeah. installation. It yeah. totally animates um, literally that area under sort of under the under the Canby Street Bridge. It's yeah. it's very busy. It's um, right by the Olympic Village Canada Line Station. Um, it's this sort of very busy intersection where people often just pass by. Right there's it's right by False Creek by. Um, the Olympic Village, False Creek. Yeah. Um, so you get lots of people on bikes. Lots of foot um, traffic and bikes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I had probably, to download an app, right, to yes. to, particip- to look at it, participate in it, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I realize I may not have done it correctly. I think too, because <laughs> I think I was meant to walk down the path and experience it. But it was very cool. Yeah. So driving by, you'll see it. It's. You can, I don't think you can miss it. It's um, sort of very graphic blocks of black, uh, black and white. Um, yeah. There's sort of these stripes that go all along underneath the bridge. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to miss. The pillars are also painted. So it's visually, you'll see it. But yes, if you download the app, then you can experience it. There's the yes. augmented reality or AR component. So you, if you walk, walk through the installation, it suddenly comes to life. Yeah. through your phone yeah so you're holding up your phone you're walking down or biking or whatever yeah. and you'll see like above you you'll see the color start to move you'll see shapes like circular shapes start to sort of hang down these rings and then you'll also see some words oh i missed the words okay so, yeah <laughs> yeah 
suddenly comes to life. And so if that's curated by them, they've probably brought in an artist from elsewhere. I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, yeah. So this work, the Vauxhall Bridge, is by Jessica Angel or Angel. I'm not sure how you say her name. Um, But yeah, so she's um, Colombian, American Colombian. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not too familiar with uh, her work, but this is something definitely really, really cool. Well, the augmented reality, it's not what I expected. And I felt like I was walking through, you know, like a a live, I mean, for lack of a better term, like not, I don't want to say comic strip, but you know, it was, it was very colorful like that. So it was like, as if I was walking through something live. Yeah. Like, you know, you're part of it, but I didn't understand how it worked exactly. Was it the digital that was making it happen? Was it the the paint that was made? I mean, I just didn't. <laughs> I didn't understand, it. but it was very. I think that's the app, which I don't know <laughs> how that works, but it's definitely the app that it's the app, right? Yeah, that does that. Yeah, yeah but I it, know. I was like, it, is there some it connection? Feel like, going yeah, on? <laughs> it feels like you're you're walking in a game. I think. Yeah, that's what it is. Right? That's right. It yeah. feels like you're walking in a game. Yes, that's true. Yeah, it was it was very cool. It's interesting for sure. Yeah. I missed the they said that there was an entrance that you can jump into and I missed that part. I'll have to go back. We have it here until 2022 or 3, I think I read. 20- so, do you go around to look at public art in other cities? Like, do you would you say most cities have them? I don't know. Like, I think I've noticed some when I visit other places. I want to say Chicago, I'm pretty sure. I Yes, Chicago's famous for the the bean, the the sculpture by Anish Kapoor. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think most cities or major cities anyway (laughs) would have some some kind of public art program. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. I mean, because we've got that. We've got the Vancouver Mural Festival, which is amazing. It's everywhere now. Um, Mm -hmm. They're even Mm -hmm. trying to wrap. Murals versus That's right. That's right. Um, I've noticed they're starting to wrap the utility boxes and I don't know if it's art, but it's some kind of, you know, paintings and arts and yeah. Yeah. Sort of to decorate the city. Yeah. And that's a whole other program. Um, okay. I'm not quite sure who does that. The city of Vancouver, maybe. Okay. Um, but they invite artists to apply and, um, to have their artwork wrapped around these utility boxes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wish they would kind of just do them all because <laughs> you kind of get used to seeing them in certain areas. And then when you just see a plain old utility box, you're like, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> like, <there's> no... <laughs> I wish those had a bit more about the artist, though. So like the Vancouver Biennale, um, those installations, if you're walking by, you'll notice some sort of signage. Um, in their in their pink, this very bright pink and yellow. Um, okay. And there will be information about the artist and a little bit about the artwork. Yeah. Uh, utility boxes, there are some <laughs> pretty cool artists who, who have their work wrapped around those um, those utility boxes. Yes. But there isn't always much information connected. That's true. You know, I saw, I ha- there's a very striking one to me on Cambian 12th. It's a First Nations one. And it's actually almost wasted being on that box. It really could use a whole wall. You know, it's it's a beautiful, I think it's a kind of a raven. I want to say it's beautiful, black, red, and white, black, Mm -hmm. no, black, red, white. Yeah. 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 Black, red, and white. Very nice. Right across from the city hall there. So there's one right by my place on Fraser uh, near 27th by this young artist, um, Jean-Paul Langlois. Okay. 
is really cool um, with like horses and it's sort of these blocky colors. Um, I think in Chinatown, there's there's one by a friend artist, okay, um, Jenny Wu, with the sort of illustrations, her okay. style of illustration of um, things you'd find in in a Chinese herbal store. Did you say Jan Wu? Janice Wu. Janice Wu. Yes. Okay. That's another thing that would be nice. I, I don't know. Maybe the city has some plan to like like the neighborhoods, like Chinatown, you know, kind of the Asian stuff, and I, I don't know. Birds in Olympic Village, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> but it, it doesn't have to be so like strict that way. But um, it's definitely nice to have the big public art installations as a bit of, I don't know, juxtaposition, a reprieve, maybe just something different against all the tall buildings we're getting. We just have so many condos <laughs> in the city now, um, yeah. yeah. And it's great that we have all the parks and the playgrounds. That's great, too. I think every neighborhood needs that. But it's nice to have something else more interesting, you know, colorful sometimes, too. Um, Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned the birds. So that's part of the city of Vancouver's public art program. It was done as part of the Olympic, like in 2010 with the Vancouver Olympics. Right. Part of their public art program. Okay. Yeah. The that city. Yeah. yeah that makes and it's by a Vancouver-based artist, Mavanwi McLeod. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. They're actually sparrows. So oh, sparrows. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so how do you appreciate them? Like, I kind of just notice them passing by day to day. Do you make a point to go look at the latest installations or... You know, to I do. Of, yeah, I yes, I love to check out like if there's a new installation, I'd love to go check it out. As I mentioned, a lot of these installations are along the seawall. Um, okay, so I like to jog, I like to bike. Yeah, um, so I do like to go around and check out the public art. There's, um, I mentioned Jericho and Kit, so that stretch of the seawall or the okay. beach in Yaletown. You mentioned the the laughing, the red. Yeah. Sculpture, The Laughing Man. That makes so me laugh just thinking town. about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Engagement Rings is in English Bay. Um, there's another sculpture I always enjoy. It's this sort of arc. Oh. Sunset Beach. Yeah. Where is that? At Sunset Beach. Sunset so Beach. You know, I haven't seen, I've seen it in, in like the news, like pictures, but I haven't been so, there. Yeah. Okay. So it's just past sort of between Broad Bridge and English Bay right on the beach. So I use that as sort of like a, a destination when I run around False Creek. Ah, okay. That's a good idea. You go to the arc and then turn back. Okay. And then you know it's how many kilometers or how, how yeah, long. Exactly, it exactly. Yeah. But I do like to sort of be a tourist in my own city. And so use it both the installations as sort of a destination, yeah. um, a way to kind of get outside, do a little exercise. Yeah. And then I also like to bring friends or family who are visiting okay. to see some of these public art installations. Yeah. Um, they are in, you know, like I mentioned, the seawall or other yeah. tourist destinations like yeah. Granville Island. So it's sort of one, like just kind of another lens of how we can kind of explore the city. Yeah. Which is actually the reason for this season, actually season five, right? It's a, It's a kind of, different way to look at the city because 
it's very easy to make a point to go try the latest coffee or the latest cake and the latest pie. And for sure, I will continue to do this okay? that will, or, or the best dim sum, you know, no problem. But it is with all the installations that are around, it, it's a great idea to check them out too, especially if they're local or just what's the inspiration behind it. Mm, you know, someone's put time and effort into it, let alone money, right? <laughs> into building yeah. this thing. Yeah. There's got to be more to it, you know, than just just some landmark, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, speaking of putting money into the public art, um, another sort of must see, I think is the chandelier by Rodney Graham. And that's under the Granville Granville bridge. Where is it? It's under the Granville bridge. um, And. Actually, you've mentioned a lot of things right along the seawall, which is where people, right, are always biking, jogging, yeah. walking. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so this is quite a famous chandelier. Okay. Because I think it cost something like over a million dollars. Wow. To install, to produce. Um, yeah. And then every night at 9.02, I think, it lights up and it spins. Oh, does it? Oh, how yeah. cool. Oh, I have to make a point to see that. I haven't seen that. Okay. <laughs> It's, you know, it's it's just kind of fun. It's a different lens to, to see the city. Because like we mentioned in our last show, Vancouver brings a lot of natural beauty, a lot of great food <laughs> and drink. But it's so nice that the, you know, art is popping up as well. And I guess it, it's like you commented before, rather than going into a gallery, it turns the city into a bit of an open air gallery, doesn't it? Like, you know, it kind of opens it up exactly. that way. Okay, well, thanks. We're I'm going to pay more attention now that I think I that when we start to visit again that is something to consider you know going on a tour not just like the best museums and the top places to eat and the best views but also to see what kind of public art is around and you know check it out mm-hmm. <laughs> all right okay let's let's go off to check out some public art <laughs> nice to talk to you again to find out more go to vancouverbiennale.com Biennale is spelled B-I-E-N-N-A-L-E. They've got a lot of great content there. For Glow Says, find me anywhere you listen to podcasts. And when you're not listening to the show, follow my visual content at Glow Says on Instagram or go to my website at glowsays.com. For Kristen's adventures in art, find her on Instagram at kristen.art.travel. We'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.